Welcome to the 10 Loans a Month podcast, where mortgage brokers become business owners. And now, your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation. Welcome to the 10 Loans a Month podcast, where mortgage brokers become business owners. I'm your host, Scott Peckford. Today, I'm going to be talking about hiring an experienced underwriter or processor. Should you do it? Should you hire unlicensed? What are the pros and cons? We're going to talk about all that today on the show. And so I want to start this off by first off saying that, so we have a separate service company called Hired in Seven Days, and we've hired over 50 assistants for mortgage brokers, some assistants for non-mortgage brokers, primarily it's mortgage brokers, and we do not hire licensed, experienced underwriters. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't. So if you're trying to decide, should I hire one? I would say to you, if you can find somebody and if they're good, flip and hire them. The challenge is right now, so there's a couple of things I want you to be aware of. The first is, is that the really good people, the good experienced underwriters, they are not an indeed looking for work. They're just not. So like if they're really good, because the market right now is crazy busy, they're busy at work, working, and they're not looking for other work. And so we've had some of our clients decide they're going to go try to headhunt these folks. So Dustin's one of our coaches. He's down in Houston and they had found three processors that were they were going to hire. Everything looked good. And, you know, their salary is typically 80 grand a year, then 100, 120. I think they're getting paid about 120K a year. And they were offered them 165 and everything was done. They were signed and ready to go. They were shipping them computers and all three of them called and said, we're not coming. And they're like, what? What do you mean you're not coming? And they're like, oh, the company we're with offered us the same amount of money because they were good. The loan volume right now is really high. And so that's the problem. And they're not on Indeed looking for work. Another one of our coaches, she was trying to hire an assistant, somebody that she's known for a year. She works at another company, had a great rapport. Over a year, they've been talking. Finally, she says, okay, I'm going to come work with you, Lori. And she goes to put in her notice and immediately her employer gives her an extra $20,000 raise. So the first thing you have to be aware of, if you're going to post on Indeed and you're looking for an experienced underwriter, the really good ones aren't on there. And if you are going to look for one, you're probably going to have to headhunt them to get the really good ones. Okay. The second thing is that if you do get somebody that applies, so you've got this processor underwriter job, if they do apply, everybody overstates their experience right? Everybody. This is just a common thing. Just like in golf, everybody says they're a bogey golfer. They're not. Everybody sort of says they can hit the ball 250 yards, maybe once out of 10, but they act like it's all the time. And the person that you're hiring as an experienced underwriter is probably going to overstate their experience. So I once hired somebody who worked at a very busy office. And because they worked at a busy office, I made the assumption, I'm like, well, if you work at this office, there's a lot of volume there. I would assume you know what you're doing. So I hired her and I ended up firing her one day after hiring her. This was my fault, not hers. So she came to work for me and I had her open up our loan software, Philogics, and I could tell immediately that she had no idea what she was doing, like how slow she was moving through it. I'm like, what exactly did you do at the previous job? And it turns out that she didn't work on as many files as she said, and she was overstating her experience. And the reason I fired her, I could have given her a chance, but she was saying, oh, I'm going to sell my place. And she lived in a different town, not far from me. She's going to sell, move into our town, you know, move her kids from school. And I was like, holy crap, if she goes and does all that, and then I have to lay her off in 90 days and realize this isn't going to work, that's terrible. And so I ended up just firing her after a day because I realized this was a bad fit. So second thing you have to be aware of is everyone overstates their experience. First problem is good people are not indeed looking for help. The second is everyone, everyone, everyone overstates their experience. And then finally, if you are going to hire an experienced person, you must test their knowledge. And so what I recommend doing, we tell our coaching clients this all the time. Once you've got down to that final selection, you know, one or two people that you think could be a good fit, you want to give them some deals to review and give you feedback on. Give them a problem file. What would you do with this? I want you to look at this. 
tell me what you think. What do you see? What are the challenges with this? You know, where can we get it done? And in that discussion, you're going to discover a lot of gaps that they possibly have. Dustin in particular. So he actually has a quiz that he makes his underwriters go through and he tests their knowledge. And so I think the highest anybody's ever scored is 72%. And he said to me, you know, what happens is, is if they've been in the business 15 years and they score 72%, they show up going, holy crap, there's more to this business than I realized. There's more to learn. So it sets them in the right mindset as well for being coachable. But if you don't have a test or a quiz designed, then I would recommend just giving them some deals and look at it. And here's the thing. You may realize, okay, they've overstated their experience. Their knowledge isn't as big as much as they said, that doesn't mean you shouldn't hire them. I'm not saying don't hire them, but what you can do is you can set appropriate wage for them. There's nothing worse than hiring somebody, paying them 60 grand a year, expecting one level of you know experience and then quickly realizing it's not. You're going to be pretty frustrated with like, holy crap, I'm doing your job and I'm paying you all this money. I would do this. You do a test and then based on you know what I've seen your level of experience, I'm going to actually have to help you a new processor, new underwriter. And so while I'm helping you on files, this is what your pay is going to be. And then when you can do it on your own, your pay will be higher. So it allows you to have a realistic conversation with them instead of realizing it two weeks later going, holy crap, I'm overpaying them. Then trying to renegotiate the salary, not having them feel pissed off. You're pissed off because they're not as good as you think they should be. So all around, it just creates a bad experience. I'll do a quick recap of this. So big thing here is currently in Hired in 7 Days, we don't look for experienced people because of the challenge of figuring out if they're actually as good as they say. And the good people are not looking for work right now. All right, so recap on this. So first, if you're looking for good people, consider headhunting them because that's probably your best bet. Just posting a job on Indeed and hoping to find a rock star underwriter is very unlikely. Second, just like golfers, everyone overstates their skill level and their experience. And then finally, trust but verify. You must test them. So whether you have a test designed for this or you just give them some deals to look on, this will give you a huge insight into their level of skill and knowledge. And if they're underqualified, you save yourself from a massive amount of headache and time. All right. Thanks so much. Hopefully this has been helpful for you. Good luck with your hiring. If you're looking for an experienced person or an underwriter, I want to read a quick review for you. So if you're listening to this and you found this podcast to be helpful, please go and leave a review. I'd really appreciate it. Go to you know iTunes, leave a review. I want to read one for you here. It says, great, important lessons to the point. I love that you're offering such valuable information so efficiently. Very generous of you, Scott, and inspiring. Thank you so much for that review. I really appreciate it. And so if you go leave a review for us, you're going to get three deals in the next week. Okay, that's not true, but we'd really appreciate it. And in our next episode, I'm going to talk about the number one thing you must do before you hire. So if you're thinking about hiring, stop, don't do it. Listen to the next episode first. You will save yourself a pile of stress and headache. And so that's what I'm going to cover in the next episode. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.